You're listening to the BCHL Podcast, the official podcast of the BCHL. Into the goal, he scores! He scores! And they just win by four! Driving to the net, he scores! From his backhand to his forehand, a shorthanded breakaway. Right in, scores! Shoots his one, third hand, Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Scores! Ozar wins it! Overtime winner! Now, here's your host, Jesse Adamson. Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. Well, BCHL fans, the pod season may be in the rearview mirror, but we've still got some business to take care of. This week is Pod Awards Week. What we've done is dedicate one day each week to a separate pod and hand out a set of awards. Those awards include Most Valuable Player, Top Goaltender, Top Defenseman, Top Rookie, and non-voting awards such as Leading Scorer and the Overall Team Pod Champion. So far this week, we've gotten through four of the five pods with the Vernon pod still to come today. and Likely by the time you listen to this, that will be out. So with that in mind, all three of our guests today are Pod Award winners. Our first guest is Alberni Valley Bulldogs goalie Luke Pearson. Pearson was voted top goalie in the Island Pod. Next up, we have Surrey Eagles forward and Coquitlam Pod MVP and also the BCHL overall leading scorer, Christian Fitzgerald. And we wrap things up with an interview with Powell River Kings defenseman Ben Brunette, who took home top defenseman in the Coquitlam Pod. But before we get to those interviews, I want to tell you that the BCHL podcast is presented by Fortis BC. Fortis BC is a longtime partner of the BCHL, and we thank them for their continued support. All right, let's get started with our first interview. Alberni goalie Luke Pearson. Pearson was a workhorse for the Bulldogs this year in the pod. He started 17 of his team's 20 games and also ranked second in the BCHL in minutes played. His heavy workload didn't seem to have any kind of negative effect on his game, though. His 9-2-2 save percentage tied him for first in the island pod, while his two shutouts were ranked first among all island goaltenders. We caught up with Pearson to talk about the pod season. Uh, He's a 20-year-old, and this was his last year of junior eligibility, so we reflect on that and look ahead to his next season where he'll be joining Yale University. So, Luke, the, the big news this week is that you won the Island Pod Top Goaltender Award. Uh, what was your reaction to winning that? Um, you know, it's a, it was a pretty big achievement for me. Um, you know, um, this year it's something I definitely was looking forward to and hoping I could achieve. And, you know, there's a bunch of really good goaltenders in our division. Um, Naylor Woodside, um, Feel, I believe his last name is. I'm kind of pretty bad at pronouncing it. But, um, you know, battling against them, um, throughout the year, um, it raises your level of comp. It raises like your own level just to the competition, and um, yeah, being able to be named on um, the top goalie out of those guys, um, it's uh, it was a pretty nice thing to see. Um, so you you tied for the highest save percentage in the island. Uh, you had a couple shutouts. What seemed to be working well so well for you this year? Um, you know, I think it was. Um, it's I've been in the, I've been in the lead for a couple of years now, and um, I feel like the game was definitely starting to slow down for me. Um, and just the other guys pushing me, whether it was, um, my other goalie Bailey or, um, the guy across from the other end, you know, um, going into the majority of the games for me, I looked at it as a goalie battle and, um, every night I was trying to be the one that came out top. So really just being pushed by the other goalies in the league and seeing what other teams are doing, 
Um, and also, you know, our team is putting, putting up some good goals in front of me and, you know, that makes it a lot easier. Um, whenever I was down or if I had in a goal, I maybe wanted back. I knew my team had the um, opportunity and the ability to get that goal back. So I was able to reset pretty easily and, um, just focus on that next shot. Um, just to kind of get ready for the rest of the game and try to get the win. So, um, definitely the teammates and just yeah, everyone in the lead, really, I like to say, just pushed me to be a better goalie this year. And, um, you know, it, it turned out pretty good this year and hoping to um, improve again for the following season. So when you look back uh, on last year and even earlier in career in your career um, and you compare your game then to what it was this year and, and where you are now with your game, uh, how do you think your, your game has grown and improved uh, over the years? Um, I'd like to say I definitely feel more comfortable playing the puck now, um, whether that's that just opens up more time, I'd say, for my defenseman. So if the puck's in the corner, I like to try to draw in um, a four-checker so it gives my, my D more time and space so they don't have to worry about getting hit right away. Um, and I think that also just like gets the puck out of your zone a lot quicker um, and limits your opportunity or their opportunities. And another thing on that point is um, I feel like I became, um, there's a lot more, a lot more whistles in our end um, in the sense where pucks were coming in and I was able to control the rebound or get it out of play or um, get a whistle, um, limiting the other team's opportunities. And as soon as you start making the game simple like that, um, it really takes away from their opportunities and it, it makes your game easier. So I think just with uh, my age and being able to slow the game down and just working and improving um, day to day, we had a lot, we had lots of uh, practices this year. So um, I definitely say that helped and it just kind of slowed the game down for me and kept everything simple, um, limiting their chances. And um, yeah, it just made me a better goal this year. So your goaltending partner from last year with the Bulldogs, Jackson Glassford, he was out for the pod season. So you took over as the everyday starter. Did that change your approach at all, knowing that you were going to get the start on most nights? Um, no, I don't think it can really change your approach, really. Um, you know, Jackson Glassford is one of my really good buddies, and um, he's going to be doing great things in hockey, and I'm, I'm always excited to see what he's doing. Um, but for me, like, even last year, like, you know, unfortunately, he did get hurt, and that kind of gave me that starting role. But it's kind of like you kind of got to approach the game that every guy that, that you're with is going to try to take your spot. So even this pod season, like our other goalie Bailey, every night I'd be prepped with, I was practicing with him in the summer, like throughout the year or um, during the pod season. I'm, I'm trying to take that spot because, because at the end of the day, that goalie plays well and I always trying to take your spot. So there's always that little bit of competition um, in, on your own team. Um, and the better the competition, I think the better the goalie. So, um, you know, Bailey um, was an amazing guy for me this year um, to push myself and make sure I wanted to keep that same spot because you're never really just like as much as you're the starting goal, you're never you're never safe. There's always that guy that's trying to beat you and take over your position. So I would say my mindset kind of stayed the same where I'm just trying to um, earn my spot, earn the next game and just keep the net. And that's that's all you can do really as a goalie is just earn your net and keep the net and make your coaches always want you in the net. So, um, yeah, it was, as much as I... You know, I really like, I love their Glassford and, um, you know, hopefully I'll see him again soon, but um, I'd say my mindset would try to stay the same throughout both years, really. So you played the second most minutes of any goalie in the BCHL during the pod season. And I, I know you hear uh, other goalies say that they, they thrive under a heavy workload. Are you that type of goalie? Do you think you play better when you're playing more? Um. For sure. I mean, for, for this pod season, it was definitely different just because of the games and how condensed they were, the schedule. So one of my bigger things this, this pod season, which was kind of, it was a nice, it was a nice thing to try out was, um, 
was more or less taking care of my body, um, whether that was stretching for 20 minutes a night and then stretching before the games an extra 30 minutes. And after the games, I would go upstairs, look at my yoga mat, um, stretch out, really take care of my body, make sure I was in the proper sleep. Um, little things like that, just to keep my, make sure I wasn't getting injured. Cause I mean, you take a lot of days off from games and little things like that. And, and injuries are definitely something that you should be worried about. So for me, it was just taking care of my body, my mind, and um, making sure I was I was in the best, like the best possible shape I could have had um, to be able to get those 17 games in. And from there, you're just playing the game you love. So um, I'd say definitely the uh, the biggest change for this pod season for me would be the just taking care of my body, and and that's what helped me get those 17 starts this year. And um, and I'm happy I did it. And yeah, it was awesome. Those three starts, they were definitely um, nice breaks, and it was like, it was nice to see Bailey going out there and and play great for our team too. So um, your team finished second on the island. You came up just short of, of finishing first behind Victoria, but all in all, it, it was a pretty good season for the Bulldogs. Uh, what can you say about the way your team played in the pod and maybe some steps forward they took compared to the season before? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was definitely um, it was definitely a weird season for a, a lot of teams in our league, but I'd like to think especially for us, you know, we started off in the exhibition season. I think we are one of the oldest oldest teams in the league. And we ended up losing 11 guys and became one of the youngest. So it was definitely, um, it, was a, it was a weird feeling. You know, I was, um, I was one of the older guys in the team and I would like to think of myself as one of the leaders. And it was, it was nice to lead and um, teach the younger guys what junior hockey is like. And, you know, I don't know what our expectations for the year were like um, from like the outside perspective, but I mean, we always, you always want to finish first. And especially, um, you know, my last year here, I wanted to go as far as I could and, you know, we came up short in the end, but um, it was I was pretty impressed by my group, and um, we have a really good future here in the Bulldogs. So, um, yeah, I was I was more than proud of what we did on the ice. You know, a game or two short, and uh, yeah, that sucks. But um, I mean, we could score. We had we had younger guys that were putting up like first line minutes that usually wouldn't really get that opportunity in the league, and, and they really took advantage of it. So, it was really nice to see. Um, yeah, I'm proud of the guys, and I can't wait to follow their careers and see where they go from here. I want to ask you about your dad, Rob. He's a former NHL player. He played several years for the Maple Leafs. He spent some time with Washington, St. Louis, and then played a bunch of years uh, in the minors. What kind of an influence did he have on you growing up and even to this day? Yeah, you know, um, my dad was definitely a huge influence on me. Um, you know, I got, he got to coach me throughout the years, too, which was which was an amazing experience. But um he was also one of those guys where I always wanted, I mean, it's everyone's dream to go to the NHL. So he's always, he's always been like my role model in the sense that he, he was able to accomplish his dream. Um, but I also wanted to take a different approach than him. When I was little, I was always, I wanted to be a goalie and he was like, Oh, well maybe you, <laughs> why don't you try center or something like that? Um, but I, I always wanted to just, I wanted to do my own path and my own route. And um, I remember watching Mark Ambroder and I was like, that's who I want to be like. <laughs> so um, I remember he finally let me go player or goalie, sorry, at um, the age of eight. And from there, I've loved it ever since. And and then coming up to, like, the OHL draft, like, from there, I was like, man, like, I kind of want to go to the school route. I want to take a different route than my dad, but, you know, hopefully end up in the same place. And, you know, it was an, uh, it's, it's been an amazing ride with him. Um, just, the like, all the support he has, or I can call him after every game, or um, just the little things looking back on it. Just He's just done so many things for me, and he's just been a major role model um, for my career and my life, um, off ice, everything. I just, I can't say enough about him. So 
but yeah, he's definitely been one of those guys that I'm, I'm trying to chase in a sense. But um, I also wanted to take my own route. I did not always be affiliated with um, that sort of thing, if that makes sense. But uh, yeah, um, he's my hero. So yeah. <laughs> uh, another guy I wanted to ask you about, and I, I believe you have a relationship with him, and this is just based on social media interactions, is Cole, Cole Perfetti. Um, he's a, a top 10 draft pick to Winnipeg last year, played for the world, world juniors. I noticed he's, uh, seems to be supportive of you on, on social media. So I'm assuming there's a relationship there. What's, where does that, uh, come from? Uh, what's your relationship like with Cole? <laughs> yeah. So, um, Cole, we ended up, um, he was playing a year up in Whippy back in, um, major Bantam. So I ended up moving from Clarington to Whippy. So we ended up playing two years in Whippy together. Um, and we ended up winning two championships together. And, um, I became one, I like to think he's one of my closest friends. You know, we still talk to this day. I mean, he's out in the lobby right now, um, with the world's team Canada. So, um, he's definitely been someone that, um, inspires me and someone that's definitely, I'm definitely trying to catch up to in a sense, but, um, yeah, I'm incredibly proud of everything he's doing and, you know, I can't wait to watch him play. And, um, yeah, we're constantly in touch, whether it's, um, you know, playing video games together or on FaceTime or wherever he is. I like to uh, stay in touch with that guy. So he's a pretty good person to know and um, just a better person off the ice. And um, yeah, we're, um, I'd like to think we're pretty good buddies at this point. So, yeah. So just want to finish off with a couple of questions. Looking forward, you mentioned that this is, this was your last year with the Bulldogs, which means you'll be heading to Yale University where you've committed to. Uh, Yale's obviously known as a a prestigious academic institution. Uh, That leads me to believe that that you're a good student and that education is is important to you. So where does that academic drive come from? Um, Yeah, you know, for me, I was, it's always been a dream of mine to go to an Ivy League school growing up. And, you know, Yale was definitely one of those where I was, it was something I was always dreaming about. Um, and I was looking up, um, like campus tours, little things like that when I was like in high school and things like that. So it's definitely been a dream of mine for a long time. Um, I've always had a little, I've always just loved math and academics really. And, uh, it's something I've always wanted to go farther in life. And that's another big reason why I want to go to the school where it was to be able to go to these schools and experience everything like that. So for me, just being able to, to go there is something I'm incredibly proud of. Um, and it's something that I want to, I'm not sure. I'm still like undecided in my major. I'm thinking computer engineering or like finance or something like that. I'm still up in the air, but, um, I want to make a difference whether it's on the ice or off the ice. And, you know, going to a a big name school like that is something that um, definitely gets my foot in the door to, to be able to do some great things. So, um, I'm excited for my, um, my hockey for sure. And I'm, I'm just as excited I'd say for my academics, I hope. I can do big things um, wherever I go, um, whether that's hockey or off ice. So, yeah, yeah speak- it's a pretty bad moment. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, speaking of on ice, uh, though, what was it about the hockey program that interested you as well? Um, I mean, yeah, like the on ice, like, I mean, the, uh, they won the Frozen Four or they won it all really a couple of, a couple of years ago. I forget the year. So, I mean, like watching college hockey, that was pretty cool for me to see. Um, and I believe it's cool to do that. And at the same time, the coaches were all fantastic when I was talking to them um, and being recruited. And, you know, I've, I've done my campus tours. I've seen the rink. I've seen their locker room. And I mean, they just, they produce pros and um, I'm just, I can't be, I can't be more happy um, to be able to go to that school and be able to play for that hockey team. And it's, uh, it's, I have a lot of pride and um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to everything that, that comes up in the next couple of years. 
Last question for you. Um, when you look back on your junior career, uh, whether it's uh, your time in Ontario or the BC Hockey League, what do you remember the most as you take that next step in your hockey career and in your life? Um, probably have two things. One, um, you know, coming to the BCHL, like it was, um, it was a big step for me being able to move away, um, leave, all my, leave my parents, leave, like start living by myself and building things like that. And um, I remember our first one of our one of my first shutouts against uh Penn Tipton. I think it was like we were we had a pretty busy house that night. I think we had like around fifteen, sixteen hundred. Um and we ended up winning four nothing and that was uh that was a pretty cool experience. Um having like the bolt everyone chanting your name and getting like I think it was like I got the second star or first star that night, something like that. But it was in the town it was it was just amazing. Just the fans, the support we all had. Um and it was just such a big game for us. I think they were on like an eleven game streak. They were first in the country and it's something I definitely won't forget. Um we really came together as a team and it was and it was um it was a lot. Um and this other one would be, you know, at the very my very last game, we just went into a shoot. It's not often you get to say you won your last junior game. And um I was lucky enough we went three for three in the shootout and we, we ended it and won it. And I remember coming off the ice and um I went to the coach, um, Joe Martin gave him a big hug and that's something I, I won't remember, you know, it's been a long two years, um, Port Alberni, lots of ups and downs with the ammonia leak we had last year to, <laughs> to COVID and everything happening this year. So, um, it was definitely an emotional night and it's something I'll never forget. All right. Well, Luke, thank you so much for the time. Congrats on a great junior career and all the best to you as you uh, head on to that next step. Thank you. Huge thanks to Luke Pearson for joining us for a great conversation. Moving on to our second interview, we speak with Surrey Eagles forward and Coquitlam Pod MVP Christian Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald was the overall BCHL leading scorer this year with 33 points in 19 games. So naturally, he also took home the top scorer award in the Coquitlam Pod. Fitzgerald had quite a breakout season this year. Last year in his rookie season, he had six points in 44 games. Uh, And obviously this year with 33 points in 19 games is uh, a big jump in production. The Coquitlam native was also a league leader in assists with 20 and power play points also with 20. Our intern Sheldon Lee caught up with Fitzgerald earlier this week to discuss the MVP award and get into a few other things. So let's go to their interview right now. Let's start out with um, yesterday's big news. You were named the Coquitlam Pod MVP. Congratulations on that. Um, can you maybe just uh, put into perspective for me what winning that award means to you? Yeah, obviously it means a lot to me. I think it's kind of an accolade for the hard work uh, I've put in over the uh, extended training camp. And I, I guess uh, all that hard work paid off uh, in the pod season. Last year, you put up six points in 44 regular season games, but you heated up in a huge way in the playoffs, grabbing another six points in just seven games. Do you kind of feel like the playoffs last year were a bit of a coming out party for you? Uh, Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I think just honestly, just given more opportunity to show in the playoffs and then kind of building confidence through getting more opportunity and kind of making the most of the opportunity I was given and then kind of carrying that momentum into the uh, preseason this year and then through to the pod season this year as well. 
Uh, conversely, this season you wound up putting up 33 points in just 19 games. Can you take me through your year and what works so well for you? Yeah, obviously I think our team this year is really strong. Uh, our our power play was kind of clicking on all, going on all cylinders. So I think it's kind of, when you're playing with the, the guys we have on our team, it was, I, w- I wouldn't say easy, but I, it's definitely helpful when you're playing with the uh, amount of skill that our team had this year. Um, being a Coquitlam boy, uh, was there any sort of fun in the rivalry um, against the Express, being uh, they're from your hometown? Yeah, I mean, it was tons of fun. I know uh, a couple of the kids on the team, so it, it was pretty fun to get the opportunity to play against them, obviously so many times in such a, a short span. This year was your third season in the BCHL. Can you just speak to your time in the league over the past few years and what your experience in the BCHL has done for you as a, a hockey player and as a person? Yeah, no, I, I can't thank the, the league enough for what it's done for me, obviously. Come in with not much of a, a role last year, kind of having to work my way into a position. It, it was definitely a really great learning experience for me for from that standpoint and then kind of like I said, just making the most of each opportunity I was given and then kind of carrying that momentum throughout. So I think, honestly, just uh, the confidence and making the most of each opportunity is the biggest things I took away from the experience as well as having to face uh, just different types of adversity. Did you play with a lot of the guys uh, prior that were on the, the Express team? Was there some former teammates there? Uh just some buddies kind of growing up in the area. Uh, Dante Baratoni, Ryan Tzukovic, Ryan Tattle, Jax Murphy Johnson, guys like that that played mm-hmm. with in the past but also just kind of grew up with. You're heading to Minnesota State University to join the Mavericks. What was it like to get that news uh, that you had gotten the scholarship in the state of hockey? Oh, it's super exciting, super exciting. I think the coaching staff there is uh, tremendous. Uh uh, I'm in close contact with them probably a couple times a week, I'd say. So I'm super excited for the opportunity. And obviously they had a really great season this year, making it to the Frozen Four. So I, I think it's just exciting kind of going into a team with that kind of culture and uh, a team that's uh, improved so much over the last few years is exciting. Uh, when do you head to Mini? Uh, not too sure yet. I, I'm still waiting to find out whether I'm going to be going in this year or maybe play another year in the BCHL. So mm. still kind of waiting on that to see. Uh, thank you very much. I think I got everything I need. For sure. Thank you to Christian Fitzgerald for joining us. And also thank you to Sheldon Lee for providing that interview. That now brings us to our final conversation, and that's with Powell River Kings defenseman Ben Burnett. Burnett was acquired by the Kings via a trade in January, uh, but it didn't seem to take him much time to fit in with his new surroundings. The 18-year-old led Kings defenseman in all offensive categories, including goals with four, assists with six, and points with ten. Uh, his coaches and his teammates were so impressed with his play that midway through the season, they decided to name him assistant captain and uh, give him more of a leadership role. Brunette tells a funny story about how he found out about the A on his jersey, reflects on his short time with the Kings, and looks ahead to his commitment to UMass Lowell. 
All right, Ben. So first off, uh, congratulations. You were named uh, the top defenseman in the Coquitlam pod. Uh, what was your reaction to getting that honor? Uh, obviously, uh, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, there's a lot of good defensemen in our pod. And I mean, I was pretty excited to see. I saw it. One of my buddies sent it to me. So uh, I saw it. I was pretty excited. And yeah. So you're a player who was acquired by Powell River in January. Uh, what was it like coming into a new team, a, a new province even, and especially during such a weird year? What was that transition like for you? Um, it was obviously a bit difficult. I mean, I uh, played for Carlton Place for a year and a half, so leaving, I mean, was kind of a big deal. But um Going to Powell River, I had great billets, and um, the team and the coaching staff was really awesome and welcoming. So it wasn't a huge leap, and I'm uh, I'm pretty happy I did it. Yeah, and what, once it came time to play games, you were in the Coquitlam pod. You put up 10 points in 20 games. Uh, in the pod, you, you led all Powell River defensemen in scoring. How do you think you were able to be so successful this year? Um, well, obviously, I think we had a lot of you know, talented players and, um, they made it a bit easier for me and, uh, my coaches believed in me and played me a lot. So, um, I mean, that's kind of all, all they're doing. I just kind of played my game and, um, yeah, went out there every day and tried as hard as I could. Looking at your numbers this year and even uh, your numbers in the past, uh, whether it was junior or before that, you've always been someone who can put up points from the blue line. Uh, is that a, like a conscious thing to you? Do you go out there with the mindset that you're an offensive defenseman? How do you approach uh, being a, a defenseman who's also a point producer? Uh, yeah, well, obviously I like to chip in offensively, but um, I think I'm kind of a two-way defenseman. I like to play hard at both ends of the ice and um so especially playing this year with such great players i thought it was a bit easier to put up some points yeah that leads me into my next question Uh, as an offensive defenseman um how do you kind of balance that with also making sure that you're responsible in your own end like how do you judge whether whether a play is risky or too risky or or worth it to to go for um if it sacrifices something on the defensive end uh, well, yeah, obviously my coaches had a lot of trust in me and what I did out there. So they, they, uh, told me not to worry too much if I make a mistake and they just give me some advice on what to do better next time if I do. So, um, I kind of like to play as defensively as I can, but you know, try to still chip in offensively. So. so there's some really good young offensive defensemen in the NHL right now. Uh, I'm just curious, do you look up to any of those guys, anyone in specific? Is there anyone that you might model your game afterwards? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I've been kind of watching Kale McCarr a little bit recently. I mean, his highlights are everywhere and his, his skating and his offensive and defensive ability is crazy. So I kind of like to, try to model my game as much as I can after him because he's such a great player. Yeah, that's a pretty good choice. 
Um, so uh, Powell River was one of a, just a handful of teams that stayed in hotels for the entire pod season, given the distance between Powell River and Coquitlam. Uh, I know some of the other outlier teams did the same, but what was that experience for you, uh, being part of the pod season, but also being one of those few teams that was posted up in a hotel for five weeks? I mean, being part of the pod season was was pretty exciting. The hotel part was a bit more difficult. You know, there's so many restrictions in BC, so we weren't able to, you know, leave our hotel rooms much or be able to go anywhere other than the rink in our hotel. So it was a bit difficult not being able to see, you know, hang out with any of the guys really or see a, a billet family or be able to go home after the games. But I think uh, our team kind of did really well dealing with that. So, Did that help um, you as a, as a new player that came in? Uh, I know there were a lot of new players this year, but some of them were, were around since the fall. But as you, for you as someone that came in in January, being put in that situation and, and living in a hotel with all the other guys, did that help speed up the, the bonding process with the team for you? Uh, yeah, well, I was already, um, pretty close with a few of the guys, you know, they're so welcoming. So right when I got to Powell River, I got to know a lot of them. Um, when we were at the hotel, we weren't really allowed to see the rest of our team much. Um, so it was more just at the rink, uh, before games, just being around them and, you know, warming up and having some fun before games, letting loose a little. So uh, that was a great experience being able to do that with those teammates. But at the hotel, I mean, we were kind of mostly just in our room and um, at the rink. So, so I know during the season, actually midway through the season, you were named an assistant captain. Um, how did you find out about that? Um, actually, I didn't find out about it until I I threw my jersey on for one of the games, and one of the guys just pointed it out to me. So. <laughs> That's kind of how it, it went about. <laughs> what was your reaction when you saw that? Were you a little confused or did you kind of figure it out right away? Well, I, he was pointing to my jersey, but he was across the room, so I couldn't really see what he was pointing at. <laughs> um, but it was pretty funny. I had a big smile on my face. and The guys were joking around about it because I had no idea. So, What did it mean to you to get that, that honor? Obviously, it meant that you were able to, to gain the trust and the confidence of your coaches. What what did it mean to you to be put in a leadership role um, half, halfway through the season? Yeah, well, I thought our team had a lot of uh, a lot of good leaders, and you know, you don't have to have a, a letter to be a leader. And I thought, kind of being one of the only returning junior A players on our D core, that it was kind of my role to show show some of the other guys what it was like. But obviously, um, the coaches had a lot of trust and belief in me, so it was nice, kind of, to see to be acknowledged for it. So you were in a pod with Surrey and Coquitlam. You played each other 10 times each over 20 games. Uh, Powell River doesn't necessarily have a, a rivalry with those two teams. Powell River's traditionally been on the island in the island division, and those other two teams are mainland division rivals. But uh, I'm sure playing each other that often um, made for some pretty good rivalries and some heated exchanges. What did, uh, what did playing those guys so often do for uh, the on-ice relationship between the teams? Uh, well, yeah, obviously there's a few guys that kind of had my number and were going after me, but, uh, 
just kind of what it's like when you're playing teams so many times. And I thought it was really fun, really competitive. Um, cause you know, you don't want to lose the same team so many times. So I thought it was pretty, pretty good experience. Yeah, the, the Surrey Eagles finished first in the pod, and they had a really strong uh, team this year. I'm just wondering, was there anyone that stood out to you uh, from their forward group, someone that you would have matched up with on D? Um, did anyone really stand out to you as someone who was pretty tough to defend or, or even just impressed you in general? Yeah, well, they obviously had a lot of, of pretty talented forwards. I thought Caxley and Fitzgerald, and you know, they had such a deep roster so it was it's pretty hard to pick a few guys but i thought they were all pretty talented um i just want to go a little off the board here before we wrap up with a question a couple questions on on college hockey so uh before we get to that um i know um i was told that you played for a minor hockey team in in north bay ontario that actually went undefeated in the season you went 42 and 0 in regular season and playoffs which is a pretty rare thing to accomplish even even at that level so um what do you remember about that time and and being part of that (coughs) excuse me that season yeah uh it was obviously an unbelievable season. I'm best buddies with most of the guys on the team and I'm, I still talk to basically all the guys and we had a really kind of, we played together forever. North Bay is a pretty small town. So we were all pretty close. And I mean, that last year in midget was pretty awesome. Our team came together and was just kind of dominating our league and, having a lot of fun. Um, it would have been nice to win OHF. So we lost in the finals to a Toronto team, but I mean, it was an unbelievable year and I'll, uh, I'll definitely remember it forever. So you're committed to UMass Lowell. I'm just wondering what it was about uh, that school and that program that seemed like the best fit for you. Um, yeah, well, I've kind of um, had similar coaches in the past uh i thought the coach at the coach at lowell would really help me develop and uh, it just seemed like a a great fit for me i mean they have an unbelievable program they did um really well this year and they've been doing well in the past so i thought it was kind of a a no-brainer picking that school so it was pretty exciting Last question for you. Uh, in between now and, and when you end up heading there for your first season, whenever that is, uh, what do you personally, what do you need to do to make sure you're ready to take that ne- next step uh, and be um, a, a productive player at the college level? Um, I think just kind of bringing some confidence in and obviously getting bigger and stronger because I'll be playing against, you know, men in that league and, uh, so always just working on getting faster, stronger, and get a harder shot. Just kind of work on my all-around game and keep improving. All right, Ben. Well, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to chat with me. Congrats on the Top Defenseman Award, and best of luck going forward. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Big thank you to Ben Brunette for joining the show. That'll wrap things up for this episode of the BCHL podcast. A huge thanks to all of my guests, Ben Brunette, who you just heard from, Luke Pearson, and Christian Fitzgerald. A big shout out to Sheldon Lee for providing another great interview this week. 
This is actually Sheldon's final week as an intern with the BCHL, but uh, he's got some written work still in the vault that we plan on putting out this summer, so uh, you'll still be able to access some of his work. As usual, another thank you to our producer, Greg Ballack, for putting this thing together. And finally, uh, another huge thank you to the presenting sponsor of the BCHL podcast, and that is Fortis VC. If you're looking for more information on the BCHL Pod Awards, you can head to bchl.ca. We've got a recap of the four Pod Awards that have been handed out so far. That is the Island Pod, the Chilliwack Pod, the Coquitlam Pod, and the Penticton Pod. And today, like I mentioned on the top of the show, the Vernon Pod Awards will be announced. Uh, You can catch those on our social media throughout the day. uh, And then a recap will be posted to the BCHL website. A quick programming note, like I mentioned last week, the end of the BCHL season does not mean that the BCHL podcast is going anywhere. Although the one change will be we likely will not be doing once a week throughout the summer, but we'll still be back at least a couple times a month to share some more interviews with you uh, and keep the conversation going. With that in mind, we will be off next week, but uh, we will be back very soon as the calendar heads into June. Uh, So big thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you for sticking with the BCHL during this very challenging season. On behalf of everyone at the league office, and I know I I echo the sentiments of a lot of the teams, uh, we really appreciate your continued support. All right, everybody, hope you enjoyed, and we will talk to you again in June.